You're listening to Living a Vintage Life by Retro Chalet. Thanks for joining. Here's your host, Cindy Fanastock Schaefer. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Living a Vintage Life. If you hear a cat meowing in the background, it's just because my microphone is so wonderful that it picks up everything. If it isn't the cat, it's the dog, and I have no time to do my podcast without them. So anyway, here we go. I have a great show lined up for you today. Uh, I'm going to talk about Turner art prints and how these uh, time-tenured prints are still sought after today. You're going to know how to find them, what to look for, and I'll give you some examples. I'm also going to call my good friend Don, who works at a national arts and crafts store, find out what new items are dropping in the decor section. The reason I always catch up on this is because usually when something is mass produced and sent to art stores, you'll also find it in Wally World and you'll also find it in other stores. And basically what that's going to do is start a trend, a mass produced driven trend of new junky made in China items. The reason I say this is because for vintage sellers or vintage shops, it's important to know what's out there, what they're trying to trend, because that way, if we have vintage items, um, those vintage items will be worth more money at this time. Um, Also, what I want to do is talk about old wood blocks, what to do with them, how to repurpose them, and how to use them in your day-to-day vintage life. So without further ado, let's get on with the show. Hey guys, thanks for listening. I wanted to throw down this episode for you today. The good news is I finally worked on my audio, but the bad news is it's probably going to pick up my snoring bulldog in the background. If any of you have a bulldog or had a bulldog, you know snoring is a major issue. There's nothing else I can do here, folks, except for start talking. So let's get into today's episode. Turner Art Prince, Turner Manufacturing Company of Chicago, 30 years of great designs spanning from the 40s to the 70s, from Art Deco to Mod. This stuff is highly sought after, still highly collectible, and has maintained its value in time. Um, So not only am I going to give you uh, a rundown and some information, hopefully um, some steps for you to find this stuff, but maybe you'll start looking uh, for this stuff and maybe even enjoy it in your home. So recently I went to the Community Aid in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. I posted a great video of what I found, and among that was a $10 Turner art print. Um, My particular art print, I noticed right away, knew it was Turner, bam, grabbed it, snatched it, and probably going to sell it for $65. Um, So that's a pretty good profit, $55 off of a picture, um, because I have clientele that looks for these things in this particular style. So let's talk about the company. Imagine uh, Lillian Vernon or a Finger Hut catalog of yester yesteryear. Uh, someone who makes a lot of five and dimey type stuff. What what now we would see in Walmart decor every season over and over and over again. So what they did was they distributed their uh, stuff. I don't know if they distributed it through catalogs, but I do know that they had it in five and dime stores. Back then, the five and dime stores were huge. The Woolworths, the Murphys, um, you know, uh, our grandparents went to what they called a five and dime store because it was a discount store. It was their version of, uh, I guess, Wally World back in the day, only much cheaper uh, and stuff was five 
and a dime. <laughs> Five cents, ten cents. But the Turner wall art was mass-produced stuff, guys. Mass-produced stuff. And some of it is highly collectible. Now, I'm going to just give you a quick rundown of the stuff they made, and then we're going to go into what I like to collect and what the general public is looking for. Um, so they made all kinds of wall prints that hang on your wall, sometimes in a pair, sometimes in three, sometimes by itself. You will find muted colors in the 40s, muted toned down colors that look almost like they're oil pasteled. They might look screen printed. They might look oil painted to you, but you will know what I mean when I say muted colors, grays and pinks and uh, different shades of toned down blues, calming, pretty, almost like the ink wasn't all the way there. This this was their style, see? And they made all kinds of floral, flamingos, birds, pheasants, anything that would be calming. Um, even pretty, pretty Victorian girls. Now, the flamingos are highly sought after. So are the Victorian girls. When I say Victorian girls, let me be clear. These are the bell of the ball, so to speak, the beautiful Parisian style uh, Victorian women with their hair done up. Imagine a Lucille Ball type hairdo. Uh, and then they had the crinoline dresses with a bustle in the back. So in other words, this was a very Victorian style where they would strap on that bustle in the back and their dress would flow uh, over their their fake butt, I guess that was a cage for their butt, uh, and basically show these beautiful dresses. So imagine the bell of the ball. So I walked into the thrift store. I saw the bell of the ball from a mile away. Uh, and then another thing that I noticed on some of the earlier prints and pictures, which may help you, um, is that some of them had lines and polka dots, almost like hand stenciled around the edges, uh, outlining the actual design. So if it was a pretty um, lotus or if it was a pretty, uh, um, let's say, parakeet or if it was a pretty bell of the ball lady standing there, sometimes they would do like a little uh, curve line and a polka dot, curve line and a polka dot, or sometimes a curve line and several polka dots. And this little outline helped me identify immediately that it was Turner. And then down below, you'll see Turner written in cursive, written very neatly, and then a little C, like the copyright, you know, uh, in the circle. So the problem with this is this early stuff from the 40s is highly sought after. And so what it was uh, recycled over the ages, uh, people changed out the picture frames. When people changed out the picture frames, sometimes they matted the original prints and pictures. And therefore, it is going to be hard for you to find the signature. Um, so what I kind of want you to do is start looking for the style so you'll know how to identify it without the signature. Now, DustyOldThings.com. I'm going to give a shout out to a lady named Rose. I'm not even going to try to butcher up her last name. But she did an article some time ago about Turner uh, Prince are making a comeback. She has a great picture on there of a matted Turner where you cannot find the signature. And I suggest you go to DustyOldThings.com. Do a search in her search bar for Turner Art. And you'll you'll see what I'm talking about. You'll actually see a picture of the flamingos that I'm talking about on the top. Now, my friend Patrick hit the mother load with his flamingo because it also incorporates a mirror. 
uh, in the background. He has a four foot by three foot Turner hanging in his home. It is absolutely stunningly gorgeous. So this would have been probably one of the bigger and more rare and more expensive pieces that would hung directly over your sofa back in the 40s or 50s. And it has flamingos and water, but it also incorporates a mirror in it because this company also made a shoot ton of mirrors, a crap ton of mirrors, shelves, and the like. Um, those aren't so much desirable uh, unless you find some of the really cool gilted frames. They had some really cool stuff. But uh, I saw some crazy stuff by Turner. Like, for instance, let's say you had that big centerpiece picture uh, over top your sofa. These two little tiny, skinny, maybe four inch wide by a foot long little mirrors that are really good for nothing uh, would hang on either side of that in your home. And they did a lot of stuff like that. So a lot of their stuff to me um, is just passed over and not really highly desirable. Um, but some of their early stuff from the 40s and 50s, flamingos, these Bella the Ball girls, Parisian girls, if you will, however you want to identify them. Uh, and the flowers are also very um, sought after. So what can you get for a Turner art print? Or what will you pay for a Turner art print? Now, they go from 20 to 60 sometimes and up, depending on how pretty it is, who wants it, and who needs it. But still, if you get a set of two or a set of three, or if you find one with the original label on the back, now you're talking more money. Um, again, Turner manufacturing company. So here's what the label would have looked like on the back. It would have been a small paper label, maybe three inches wide uh, by three quarters inches high. And this is what helped me identify my first piece of Turner. Still had the label and the lot number and the style. So it will basically say Turner, all in caps, Turner MFG dot C-O Dot, then it has a dash Chicago. So right away I knew this was made by the Turner Manufacturing Company of Chicago. Then we'll have a lot number, style number, and most likely the name of the picture, print, or what it is. In this case, I had a mirror, and it said like mirror black, BLK. Uh, and it had some lot numbers and some stuff like that. So this was just their identification numbers back in the day, their lot numbers. So now let's morph with Turner into the 50s and 60s. Totally different stuff. Shocked when I found it. Black and white mod, loud, mirrors, designs. Think of mod, think of Eames, think of uh, funky designs from the 60s and 70s. Uh, that 70s show, think of loud colors and crazy. Um, I know you've seen these before. These are posters that almost look like they're from France or from another country, but they're done in like oranges and blacks and whites and they're almost like outlined. These are Turner too. These are Turner wall art too. They have absolutely nothing to do with the 40s and 50s. But this is this is somebody, uh, a great example of a company who morphed and changed with the times. Um, in the 60s, they also put out a lot of Spanish revival stuff. When I say Spanish, I mean like um, uh, basically bull rider stuff and uh, Spanish looking uh, dancing flamenco dancers. Some of this stuff was 3D. Some of this stuff had gold and silver in it. Some of this stuff looked like it was plastic raised off of the print. Um, so, so it's really hard to give you like a, a big spectrum 
of one thing to look for with Turner, except for the signature. But start noticing. Um, when you see all this crazy stuff in the thrift store, you go to the thrift store and you look in the picture bin. You'll start noticing these Turner signatures. You'll start being able to see what this stuff is. Um, they also did like hunters and pheasants. They did trains. Uh, they did pretty much any kind of uh, reproduction uh, of old world art. They did beautiful bouquets. They did um, pictures of like the Renaissance, uh, 60s, 70s. Um, they came out with like a line that were reproductions of the 1600s and 1700s. Um, and Turner Art Company reproduced that, but their artists actually did it in their own way. Um, the things that I see are the most popular in this line are the early stuff we talked about, the flamingos, the birds, um, the girls, and the flowers. However, the 60s and 70s is also quite appealing to the 60s and 70s collectors. And the 60s and 70s stuff can go for $80 to $120 and up because it's A, not a lot of people recognize it as Turner, B, the modern stuff's harder and harder to find, and C, they went out of business in the 70s. So the stuff from that time is actually limited, whereas you have 40s and 50s still floating around out there. Um... So hopefully this has given you some insight into the Turner Manufacturing Company. Um, I think it is uh, just awesome, a lot of the stuff that they've done, uh, which you could do if you just want to try to get an overall feel for what it looks like. You can look at my TikTok uh, or actually go to my Etsy or my Instagram because I'll be posting this one that I found soon. Um, but also what you want to do is do a Google image search for Turner Manufacturing Company. Uh, and you'll be shocked because first you'll say, oh, okay, I see. I see the style. I see the muted colors. I see how it's the same. But wait a minute. What is this? What do you mean? There's like some kind of, um, you know, Chinese pagoda. Like, what? what is that? You know, it has nothing to do with what they did in the 40s and 50s. So they morphed with the times and they did things that would change uh, with the times. But again, I feel that from a standpoint of selling that, the Turner name is synonymous with cool wall art. And I think that the prints and the pictures are still highly sought after. Now, as far as the mirrors and shelves, not so much. However, I will put it to you this way. They came out with some interesting frames. If you're lucky enough to find a really cool art mirror from the 60s or 70s even, that still has a really cool frame, then that might be worth worth it uh, for somebody looking for that type of decor. But you're going to have a harder time selling a plain mirror. You're going to have a harder time selling a shelf because really nobody cares about Turner shelves. <laughs> nobody really cares about Turner mirrors. However, you mix that mirror with a print, you're lucky enough to find a print with a mirror behind it, you have just hit the jackpot, my friend. Um, and not to mention, this stuff is absolutely stunning in the home. Uh, Miss Pat's house has several Turner art prints and very 40s and 50s mixed in. And I just absolutely love it. So hopefully you've learned a few things today. Um, there are a few um, other articles you can read. There's one on reference.com that talks about the history of the Turner Manufacturing Company. Might be a good read for you. Um, but, you know, feel free to share with me your special memories of Turner art prints. If you know anybody with them, what your favorite ones are. And if you found a great deal or you found 
found a great, interesting find, make sure to connect with me on Retro Chalet on social media channels. So now let's get on with the rest of this episode. Okay, guys, today I have a little bit of a different guest for you. I'm going to call my good friend, Don. He works in a commercial art chain. And as you know, these uh, art and craft chains have actual reproduction antiques in them. So my goal today, as it is August, is to find out what's starting to drop in this art store. Then we're going to know what type of vintage collectibles are going to be on the hot list for Christmas. So let's see if he answers. Let's see if he's home. Let's see if we're lucky. Calling him now. Oh, jeez. Thought I would catch him. Oh, hey, it's Cindy. How you doing today, Don? Hey, Cindy, how are you? Great. Um, I was just recording one of my podcasts, and I thought maybe you could chime in. I was explaining to my listeners that whatever seems to drop about this time in the national chain stores as far as mass-produced new stuff is always a good thing to know uh, in our vintage stores because... Then we know what might be hot and trending. So what I want you to do is just kind of give us a few items that you're noticing hitting the floors now, which seem to be hot. Okay. Well, I've been seeing a lot of farmhouse type stuff, uh, galvanized metal with wood, uh, things like um, uh, like carrying trays, uh, you know, like carrying racks, like with uh, like with milk bottle type things with it. Hmm. So, like, so like farmhouse decor, but it's a, a mix of metal and it's a mix of wood. Exactly. So, basically, if we have any old milk bottles, uh, now would be a good time to list them if we're trying to sell them. So, like milk bottles, milk jugs, milk pails, uh, and if you're a crafter, incorporating wood and old. Um, metal in one. So, for instance, yeah, also uh, square bottles and bottles with uh, big lips at the top. You know, with uh, corks or things of that nature. Now, are they giving any suggestions on what's going in these bottles? Are these vases? Is this like bridal wedding stuff, or like what do we have going on there? Yeah, I think I think it's mostly for for floral type things and uh, like decorative. Um, beads and things of that nature, you know, that put in the bottom. Um, so it's basically mostly, decor. Mostly floral, I think. Okay. Well, this is good to know because, again, if we have any vintage uh, glassware, now is the time to stick a, a fake flower in it or a fresh-cut flower in it and try to sell it because if these if people are shopping and they're going to the craft store and they see all these mass-produced, new, you know, made-in-China bottles, you know, the USA ones that are vintage – uh, maybe sought after as well. Now, when you say like galvanized metal, um, are you talking like the old, you know, like farm tins, like, um, you, you know, like what I'm trying to say, like uh, wash tubs or anything of that nature? Yeah, that sort of thing, and um, and and like uh, like a metal uh, flashing, you know, like around right. around the uh, around the wood. You know what I mean by that? So they're basically accenting. They take, they, ac- take a, they take an accent, yeah, an accent of, of, of metal, and they and they nail it to the wood around the bottom or something. 
interesting. So what they're doing is incorpor- incorporating like a jagged type metal, almost like a metal roofing um, that you could get. Um, they actually sell these in sheets like, you know, for when you're doing uh, tongue and groove sort of roofing, but it's like a tin roof, basically. So what they're doing is taking the pieces of that in like probably a a very thin, uh, pliable steel, probably metal, and they're basically putting that on stuff. So that's interesting to know because now would be a good time for like tins then, ceiling tins, ceiling tiles, anything that you could mix with maybe a wood pallet, you know, something like that if you're crafty would definitely be uh, sought after. So, so it's a little aged looking, like it has a little bit of rust on it or, you know, some distressing of the wood. That just makes it all the better. Okay, great. So it's nice to know these things are dropping in the store now. Um, And basically that means that we need to ramp up our Etsy shops in time for winter. So thanks, Don. I really appreciate it. Um, And and if you uh, find out anything else, please keep us in mind here at Living a Vintage Life because we're always looking for new and decorating ideas. Thanks, Don. Have a good night. Well, folks, there you have it. So basically, it seems that this metal stuff never goes out of style. In fact, um, you know, I do barbecue in my real life, and basically we do a lot of catering. I went to the restaurant store and found that they are selling these galvanized um, tubs. And I mean, they've been done a million different ways uh, in the Walmarts, in the in the restaurant stores now. They're being mass produced. They're little restaurant pails or tubs, almost like a beer tub um, that you could put drinks in. And these are big for caterers and weddings right now. Now, you know, with the like little metal handles, um, you know, almost to replicate the old type uh, metal wash tubs that we saw all over farms and that were sold in hardware stores. Um, and basically now they're smaller and they're cuter and they're more expensive <laughs> than the original ones. I mean, you know, I'm not going to pay $20 uh, at a restaurant store for something cheap as crap made cheaply when I could go to Etsy or go to an antique store and find an original one with great patina that I could probably also use in catering that would look just as good to hold canned sodas. Um, so anyway, so these are just some ideas for your Etsy shop and hopefully you can use them. Hey guys, thanks for listening. And today we're going to talk a little bit about creative reuse of wooden blocks, old wood blocks. Now these are blocks that are sometimes painted, sometimes they have letters, sometimes they're just plain wood blocks. I'm sure you know the kind, you might have seen them before uh, at the thrift store, they might be in your attic, you might have found some in a lot with some other stuff you bought, uh, and they seem to be scuffed up, messed up, and what do you use them for? You know, it's not like you can compost these things into your vegetable garden because they have paint all over them. Paint from the 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s, which is definitely not good for your flowers. So what can you do with them? I'm going to give you two ideas today. First of all, I use these things in my mixed media assemblage art. Uh, This also keeps children busy for hours. Give them two or three wood blocks, a bunch of broken parts and pieces, and some glue and see what they make. They can make little sculptures, um, little gifty ideas, but also Christmas ornaments. Have you ever thought about this? Um, If you have 
alphabet blocks or if you have wood blocks, um, what you can do is do the names of the kids or the names of the people in your home. You could turn them into Christmas ornaments. You can glue them together and then you can put a hanger on them. Uh, if you're lucky enough to have wood blocks with letters, you can spell the name like, for instance, Chris, C-H-R-I-S. Um, but if you don't have the ones with the letters on them. You can then incorporate your mixed media creativity, cut some magazine uh, letters out, Jack, J-A-C-K. Glue each one differently on each block. So you have a red, a green, a yellow, a primary color blocks, and you have S cut out from one article, U cut out from another article, E, and then Sue has her famous little ornament. And this is something to keep the kids, grandkids, or uh, kids you're babysitting busy at craft time. Makes them more creative. They have to go searching through a magazine for the letters of the name. Uh, and then, you know, you can basically shellac it if you want once you're all done. Mod Podge, if you will, whatever your glue of choice is. But this is a great way to kind of make something that might stay in your home um, collectible and cute. Um, so you can see what I did with the wood blocks. I'm getting ready to post um, the little thing to my Instagram and to my TikTok of what I made out of wood blocks. Uh, I made a gift for somebody. So anyway, if you're creative like this, then you can find a use for these things. Otherwise, I've actually seen these wood blocks used to level out furniture in the home. Um, you know, a lot of this antique furniture or stuff we fall in love with in the vintage home isn't necessarily level. So I have seen like a cute little red 1950s block propping up the corner of a rattan table because the rattan was um, badly damaged on that particular foot. So there's nothing wrong with using these old toy blocks as little, you know, door stoppers or levelers in your home. So hopefully you won't hear my bulldog snoring, but if you do, sorry for that. But maybe I should just give the microphone to him and let him be like part of the show. It's horrible. It's really horrible. But anyway, hopefully this gives you some ideas on uh, what to do with old wood blocks so they don't end up in the landfill. And now we're going to go and wake up the bulldog. So stay tuned for more of this episode shortly. Thank you for listening to my podcast. I would really appreciate if you would give me a like on whatever platform you use to listen to or maybe leave me a good review so I can keep talking and sharing vintage information with all of you. Podcasting isn't free. It takes time and money to have a podcast. A lot of people don't realize that we have to pay for these sites and these hosts that are hosting our podcast and pay for mixing and mastering and microphones and the like. So I am taking podcast sponsors now. So you may hear in the future some sponsored content. But hey, if it keeps me talking to you vintage style, then we can keep vintage alive, then it's all worth it. Thanks so much for listening and make sure to subscribe and share my episodes. You are listening to the Living a Vintage Life Podcast. Living a Vintage Life Podcast. Brought to you by Retro Chalet. Start living your vintage life today. Check out Retro Chalet on Etsy.